Hello, Six Packers. We are back. Uh, we're dropping two episodes this week, so go back and listen to the 1964 episode if you haven't. And this is our second one on the golden age of the 78 record. I've got time for one more round and a six pack to go. Six pack. One six pack to go. Welcome to Six Pack, a podcast in which a couple of old drinking buddies share some favourite tunes and a six pack of beer. We'll choose a year, kind of, spin six tunes and down six beers. I'm Gareth, and he survived Prohibition, and now he's got the Great Depression. It's Ryan. <laughs> That's a good one. I like that one. Uh, this episode, we're going to do something a little bit different. That's right. Are we bringing back the old analog wheel of time, Gareth? Yeah. If you remember the episode we did back, it was I think we did it as a special for during lockdown. Yeah, oh, it was a lockdown. Yeah, it was yeah, a lockdown right. special, and we did a, an analog wheel of time because our random year generator broken. That's right. We did the nineteen forties, yeah. didn't we? And that was a bit of a fan favorite. That one. So, shall we get it out again? Let's See get it out doing? again, and let's, go. and let's give it a spin. The analog wheel of time. 1930s and 40s. Yeah, what's the deal here? 75 years ago, it's the anniversary of the first LP coming out. Yeah. The long player. 33 and a third. 33 and a third. So just as a sort of, I don't know, celebration of that. Yep. We're going to do stuff from before then. So yeah, we're going to okay. play records from- Anything before. Anything Is it before, 1948? Yeah. Anything okay. before- I can do that. September 1948. Which is a bit of a weird one. Yeah. So back through the 30s and and yeah, maybe any, 20s. Maybe 20s. Yeah. Whew. It's a different one, isn't it? Yeah. Hey, we're drinking a beer, Gary. This is quite a good one because it's called Hawks Patio Pale. Mm. And who is the person on on the front cover of the not the front cover <laughs> on the front on the front of the can? It is the former. Australian Prime Minister Bob Hawke. Yes. Who was the Prime Minister in the 70s? Oh, sorry, 80s. 80s, 83 to 90. And he would have been born in the late 20s, wouldn't he? He's born in 29, done my research. So he would have grown up during this uh, era that we're going to play music from. Yeah, right. It's got Bob Hawke's signature on it. So it must be signed off by the, um, you know. The estate. He's long dead, isn't he? He's been dead a while. Yeah, a couple of years. I'll read you what it says. It says, every sip of Hawke's Patio Pale Ale gives back to the natural wonders that surround your very own patio. A luscious tropical-style pale brewed for sunsets, cicada concerts, or for just putting your feet up and quietly sighing. How good. Yeah, that Let's is. Let's have a sip. It's another one of those kind of pineapple ones. It's kind of nice. Yeah, and of course, Bob Hawke was a massive pisshead. You know that, don't you? When he was out and about, people would encourage him to neck a beer. And, well, um, he was in the Guinness Book of Records for um, drinking a yard glass, <laughs> I'm pretty sure. And then when, yeah, he, right. and when he got the job, he gave up the piss for his eight years. Then he got back on it. Yeah, right. <laughs> right. Well, he's no, he, he he's no been Rishi a, Sunak. Or, <laughs> no, he would have been a good guest to have on mm. Six Pack if he was still alive. Oh, yeah, sure. Thanks again to Bintani, our ongoing sponsor, Bintani Supply Hops Molten East to the beer industry. Make Bintani your partner in taste and quality. Thanks, Bintani, yet again. Thank you. So it's the 75th anniversary of the 33. Yeah. We're not going to play the first record that came out there because no. it's a piece of classical music. It's Mendelssohn. Okay. Because that would have been... Yeah. So do you know the difference between... 33s and obviously the time. The, the, <laughs> the speed. They play the speed. The speed, speed they spin around and a 78. So 78s have bigger grooves on them. And oh, they were made okay. out of shellac. Yep. So and they were noisier. Okay. So they came up with a new way of pressing it so they could get more time on the on the side. Yeah, right. Because seventy eights only had about or well, less than five minutes on yeah. the side. So it'd be a little single and then Yeah. I actually used to have like a an old seventy eight player, I think. Yeah, I can remember them back in the sort of eighties you'd have them. But I, I bought like a retro one and with, okay. a, with a whole bunch of old seventy eights from that era a while ago. Those records were really short. So yeah, right. any piece of music that was long, fairly long, yeah. it would pretty much stop and you'd have to turn it over and continue yeah, playing right. it. It's like it so well, I'm sure everything we're going to play today is going to go for about two minutes max, isn't it? The stuff that's longer yeah. would have been stuff on film, oh, like okay. on, from films, from, yeah. from musicals, from that side of things. So, And should we set the scene a bit? Like I guess if we're talking like 20s, 30s, 40s, you know, cutting off at the year 1948 – and, you know, we're starting with 
recorded sound mm. and obviously our brief is to play something good. So it's a bit of a toughie. It is. It? it is toughie. So the, the huge things at the time were jazz mm. and musicals, so film musicals yep. and that side of things. Yeah. And and then if you dig a bit deeper, then there's a kind of more underground folky stuff, yep. things like yep. that. But um, probably wouldn't have been the mainstream. No. Mainstream would have been jazzy stuff. And Yeah, and I think all mine are coming out of America. What about you? Actually, maybe not. One isn't. But okay. um, it was, so in the introduction, I said, you know, prohibition, bloody prohibition. It- they tried it <laughs> and it did not work. Imagine, right. Imagine, yeah. imagine being born in the late... 1890s or something. Yep. Prohibition came in in what, like 1930? 20, through the late 20s. Yeah. Yeah. And when did they scrap it? Google that. Yeah, I'm, yeah. Not sure, I'm not exactly sure, but imagine this, right? Let, I'll Google it while you talk. Go on. Imagine being born in the 1890s yep. and you would have maybe gone to World War One, <laughs> right? <laughs> yeah. Then you come back. Lost a leg. Then you've got the fucking prohibition, <laughs> potentially. <laughs> then you've got the Great Depression. Then maybe you don't go to World War II, but your kids might go to World War II and fucking so, die. So you, you lose three sons at World Imagine, War II. Imagine, it would just been such a, such a grim, difficult time to be alive. Well, I, I think they had bloody tough lives, these people. And that's they? just probably regular people. No, that's no, not even- Gareth, not to mention also like every, you know, you get married at 18. Hmm have seven kids, but, like, 12 of them would die at Mm. birth. (laughs) Do you know what I mean? Oh, boy. Um, Let's have a look. Prohibition. I think I'd have had to start my own speakeasy (laughs) and brew my own moonshine Um, made out of... I wonder if it was, like, just thinking about, um, like, obviously everyone would have been getting pissed off moonshine and having a good time, and there would have been, like, you know, everything just would have been... It would have been the Wild West. Do you know what I mean? Uh, if you were that way, if you, yeah. it's just wasn't your man in the street doing that. You know, it might have been your. Uh, if it's prohibition, Gareth, we would have found a way to <laughs> sort out a drink. So, Gareth, in America, prohibition lasted from 1920 to 1933. 33? Yeah. Oh, my God. So there's the roaring 20s. <sighs> right. Jeepers. And isn't that how Al Capone made all his money? Mm. Yeah. And the temperance movement. Yes. I've been trying to bring that in. Yeah. Since the 1890s across yeah. the UK and stuff as well. We talk about the randomness of when you're born. Like, yeah, so you're saying you've gone in 1890, sign up, World War One, Prohibition, kids in World War Two, and then the baby boomers, they um, they get like- They reap the benefits yeah, of it all. Yeah, and they, get, and, they, and they get the cultural revolution of the 60s <laughs> and all the best music. <laughs> and Gen X is like us, just get to moan about it. Yeah, yeah. that's right. All right, shall I play a tune? Yep, kick us okay, off. Okay, I'm going to play, just to keep things chirpy. This is not yeah. chirpy at all, but Ooh, it's... Um, okay. What you, uh, tell us what year it's from. It's from 39. Uh, check out the lyrics to this. Okay. Sweet and fresh 
than the sudden smell of burning flesh. Here is a fruit for the crows to pluck, for the rain to gather. to suck for the sun to rot for the tree to drop here's a strange and bitter That's a very uplifting start. You've got us going on because that's Strange Fruit by Billie Holiday. Brutal. And the lyrics of that are about strange fruit hanging from the trees, about the lynching of black people. Yeah. Yeah. Southern trees bear strange fruit, blood on the leaves and blood at the root. You know, we were saying how shit it is for... You know, the average person then. Imagine yeah. being black oh, then as well. Geez, Imagine black in the southern gross. states. So it's still slavery then. Uh, pretty much. Mm. Pretty much. Even though officially no, but um, yeah. Billie Holiday, she reckoned after she put that song out, she was hounded by the authorities. Yeah, right. That would make sense, wouldn't it? And she she was an alcoholic and a junkie. Junkie, junkie. Yeah, into the smack. Wasn't yeah, she? she yeah. died at the age of 44. Oh, okay. Same same age as Elvis. And uh, had three husbands. So, um, yeah. Yeah, she had liver failure and died at the age of 44. Yeah, right. Being black in that particular era. Oh, yeah. I've watched um, a fascinating documentary on BBC recently about mm-hmm. the blackface era oh, of yeah. entertainment. Yeah, it's going to bring up red faces, but <laughs> don't worry, go on. Um, the... <laughs> Just the the idea that that was the way that non-black the, the, people the minstrel had, show the minstrel show the, yeah. the the idea of what what the black person was yeah to the masses was really how they were shown in those minstrel shows yeah if they hadn't seen black communities and didn't know them they were all those stereotypes that we kind of like oh they're great you know good good rhythm and mm. good dancers and entertainers and lazy and all those things have come from. The minstrel the, shows. Those, those stereotypes. But I mean, there was seg- segregation up until the 60s there, mm. which is kind of unbelievable. Mm. The black and white minstrel show was on TV in the UK until 78. <laughs> do, 1978. Do, do, do you remember? I kind of do. So Leslie, oh. Leslie Crowther, who presented the yeah. Price is Right, mm. got famous through being on the minstrel show, black and white minstrel show. What's that? It would be white uh, people dress, dressing up in blackface. Yeah. Oh, God almighty. Yeah, yeah. Wow. and um, it just seemed uh, the documentary was talking about how it was kind of just so normal for and films back then. And most films, they would the only black people would be on there would be the big black mama. Yeah, right. And any other black characters in there would be blackface. So like Bing Crosby did blackface. Judy Garland did blackface. Yeah, right. <laughs> Justin Trudeau did it. <laughs> Hey, hey, and also my um, my little comment about red faces. Do you know what that that's that was a. Uh, um, that was part of Hey Hey It's Saturday, mm. and in like 1995, they oh, did yeah. one of the guests like did blackface That's and right. Harry Connick Jr. was a guest. That's right, and he goes, "I don't know what you you guys are doing on here, yeah. but you can't do blackface." Yeah. And they were like, "Oh, what, really? Yeah, yeah." So, so. Well, there you go. I mean, it's just those those stereotypes sort of live on. It's mm. crazy, and the term Jim Crow. You know the Jim Crow law, isn't that? Jim Crow yeah. was was a blackface character done by right. uh, a guy. It was, it was a touring minstrel show. I get my understanding of Jim Crow from the um, the TV series Sons of Anarchy. Did you ever uh, see right. that? No, I didn't see that. And they were all they were meant to be like a sort of race white supremacist um, oh, okay. motorcycle gang, and they'd always talk about the law of Jim Crow. Yeah, yeah. So that that, that name Jim Crow was was a guy who set up these minstrel shows actually to go to the UK to show. The people in the UK who were yeah. who were anti-slavery to show them what the black communities what were really they, like. What they're missing out and on. Singing, well, no, Jesus and singing Christ. all these Dixie songs and stuff like that. Anyway, yeah. 
There you go. Wow. All right. That's a good start, eh? Um, good start. Now, Gareth, I think I can match you. Go on, then. <laughs> right. For more misery. Yeah, you started us off on that. Um, I think my song's from, uh, I think it's, it could be, it might be a couple of years after 39, but it's about Hitler. Oh, yeah. Yeah. And um, touching on all those um, things you've talked about, it's coming out of America, and I'll give you a clue. The artist who um, is doing it, uh, Nirvana covered him at the Unplugged concert. Uh, I know where we're going with this. Yeah, have a listen to this song about Hitler from the early 40s. Beer number two. Song two. Do that again. I didn't understand it that time. Take it easy. Yeah, Mr. Hitler. Hitler started out in 1932. Hitler started out in 1932. When he started out, he took the home from the Jews. We're gonna tear Hitler down. We're gonna tear blues guy. He was a really interesting dude, but let me reel you off a few of the lyrics from that. Hitler started out in 1932. When he started out, he took the homes from the Jew. We're going to tear Hitler down. We're going to tear Hitler down someday. And this mm. was during World War II. Mm. Mm. It's interesting, isn't it? You know, we hadn't won the war then. So he was discovered by Alan Lomax, John and Alan Lomax. Leadbelly. Yeah. Yeah, right. Who they, they had this job to go around recording folk yeah. The, the folk history of America. Yeah. And they went to the prisons and they went to all these various different places. Yeah, and was, he, was he in prison? He was in prison. He'd been in prison for murder. So the first recording, yeah. he was in prison and then he got let out. Yeah. And then he got a job. Yeah. Driving the Lomax, driving, driving oh, wow. Alan Lomax around to do yeah, all these yeah. other recordings. So yeah. there's a few of those other recordings from the prisons and stuff. I'll, I'll just play yeah. Let me play a snippet yeah, yeah, of this. Yeah. Uh, Ain't got no. Oh, mama, 
That's an album called Negro Prison Blues and Songs, which is just Alan Lomax going into the Mississippi and wow. Louisiana State Penitentiaries oh. and just recording the prisoners. Jeez, sing. that's nuts, amazing! Isn't it? What a, what a what a find, though. I mean, what not what a find, but what if he hadn't done that? Yeah, those recordings wouldn't it be gone? You know, Lead Belly and, and loads of those sort and, of. And Gareth, I'm googling. He was born in 1888. Yeah, right. And look at this. I, I've just found his um, draft card for World War Two in 1942. That song was about Hitler, and as you're saying, imagine being black in that period. Imagine being Jewish. Mm. You know, some, something else happened around that time well, as yeah. well. Well, yeah, we'll come to that bit We'll next. come to that, yeah. <laughs> okay. So I was going to play you some tunes before we did this, is it, when we're talking about the, the minstrel stuff and the blackface. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. I'll play you a song that I'm not going to play to everybody else. Okay, why? These were just trying to sort of play up to the stereotypes okay. of the... I'll play you this one and then yeah. I'll play the... So I just played you that, which yeah. I'm not going to play to so anybody else. In- incredibly racist yeah. using a derogatory term that um, an Australian cheese. That's <laughs> um, right, but in yeah. a in a sort of really naive and yeah, I wouldn't say innocent way, but just not in, with yeah, without no. understanding the connotations. But there, there's these kind of songs as well, which is uh, just trying to get the, the the stereotypes across. Every morning at six o'clock, I go to my work. Overcoat buttoned up round my neck To no job I would shirk Wintry wines blow round my head Cutting up my face I tell you what I'd like to have My dear old father's place Cause everybody works but father He sits around all day Feet in front of the fire Smoking his pipe of clay so everybody works but father, you know, yeah, so right. implying that there's just, just a, there's racial stereotypes yeah. of being the, the lazy uh, black man or whatever. Terrible. Mm. Fucking terrible. But, um, yeah. So just a time from your Hitler thing. So yes. Chamberlain in 1938, which was 85 years ago, he was yeah, right. he then appeased Hitler with Yes, a, that's right. He was signing peace, peace treaties. Peace for our time and, and yep. all that. And yeah, then was just ignoring them. When shortly after that, Crystal Nacht happened. You know that? No, the, what's that? That's where a whole load of the the, the Nazis and the Hitler Youth yeah. went round and burnt the uh, load of synagogues. Ooh, okay. In 1938. Yeah. Okay. Before the war, so just yeah. to kind of let the Jews know what was coming. I saw something about this recently that it was um, on the Who the Fuck Do You Think You Are program. You know, with um, Little Britain, what's his name? Oh, Matt Lucas. Matt Lucas. So yeah. Matt Lucas. He's is, Jewish. Yes. So yeah. Matt Lucas uh, came from uh, uh, people who survived from that, yeah. essentially. Okay. And he was talking about Crystal Nacht and what happened. I thought because our generation now, mm. even though we know about it because our grandparents were there, but the, yeah. it was, we're starting to lose those sort of first-hand yes, yeah. things now. Yeah. So when we die, we remember our grandparents who fought in World War Two and stuff. When yeah. we die. You know, no one will have a first-hand account of, of the Holocaust, of of the yeah. war, of all that stuff. So, yeah. I thought I should play my son some, uh, get him yeah. to understand some of that yeah. stuff. Yeah. And we watched Schindler's List. Yeah, and I got him Anne Frank Diary. He hasn't read it yet, but yeah. I read it. I read it. Have you ever read it? Diary of Anne Frank. Now I've been to a house in Amsterdam. Oh wow! And um, have I? I'm just trying to remember. We did did it at school. I can't remember. It's really good. Hiding in Amsterdam from the Nazis in like a hidden room. In a hidden room. Yeah. And the way she writes is just and so And she's eloquent. also like having a period and all stuff oh, like that. Oh, she's just like being a typical teenage teenager. girl with fancying boys and having the hots for someone and, and you yeah. know, all that stuff. It's, and then killed in a concentration and then, camp. And then you're just reading the book and they go, uh, there's no next entry in the diary because yeah. clearly they were taken away. So, so we're getting to the point where everyone alive during the war is dying now. And Frank could actually still be alive today. You think oh, about it. Is that conspiracy? Theory? No, I don't mean that. Yeah. I don't mean that. Uh, if she had, yeah, yeah, she's she's old when enough. When was she born? Like um, twenty five or she something. Was, she was fourteen, fifteen in nineteen forty five. Yeah. So yeah, yeah, right. She could still be alive now. Yeah. 
yeah, she, close to a hundred, but she could still yeah. be alive. And do you ever think, like, imagine, like, I'm not saying she is, by the way. I'm doing, that was yeah, just, a, yeah, yeah, yeah. Was, but oh, I think, oh. imagine, like, the amount of like people killed. Imagine how many Einsteins and you know, Marx mm. Brothers, Larry David, <laughs> so many Hitlers. Hitlers. Maybe they've been more Hitlers. If uh, maybe you didn't never know. Yeah. All right, so should we cheer things up a little bit? Um, yeah, bring us up. Ah, Frankie Sinatra. Ah, Frank Sinatra. Frankie, me boy, you don't know. You have a perfect voice to sing Calypso. What did they say? Ah, Frankie Sinatra. Ah, Frank Sinatra, Frankie, my boy, don't know. You have a perfect voice to sing Calypso. Why not make it this with the Houdini, singing the West Indian melody? Frankie, my boy, I'm showing sell two million copies or more. Ah, Frankie Sinatra, ah, Frank Sinatra, Frankie, my boy, don't know. It can be Dick Ames or Bing Crosby Bet me money on little Frankie I know he have the ability To sing Calypso symphoniously Oh, Frankie Sinatra Oh, Frank Sinatra Frankie, my boy, don't know You have a perfect voice to sing Calypso You will be under the Caribbean moon Frankie will sing Houdini will croon then the Bobby Socks would know I have made you the high priest of Calypso. Oh, Frankie Sinatra. Oh, Frank Sinatra. Frankie, my boy, you don't know. You have a perfect voice to sing Calypso. All West Indian would be bung to say When they hear the serenade break of day Frank Sinatra is getting off Wilmot Houdini is a law Oh, Frankie Sinatra, oh, Frank Sinatra, Frankie, my boy, don't know, you have a perfect voice to sing Calypso. Do, re, mi, fa, sol, la, music is a thing, Frankie, that you know, with your ability, only leave the accent to Houdini, what I said. Oh, Frankie Sinatra, oh, Frank Sinatra. Today in America, they talk about the Andrew sister when they sing Roman Coca-Cola, but we bring them something now better. What I said. Oh, Frankie Sinatra. Oh, Frank Sinatra. Frankie, my boy, Wow, who's that? Uh, it's called Wilmot Houdini. Yeah. <laughs> Obviously a bit of Calypso. Um, the song's called Bobby Socks Idol, brackets Frank Sinatra. Oh, yeah. But, and he referenced uh, the Andrew sisters singing about rum and Coca-Cola. Which, which we played previously. Yeah, yeah. we played so, in the 40s episode. Yeah. And obviously Frank Sinatra was the flavour of the day. Then yeah, yeah. 1947 that was. Oh, okay. Just before I cut off. And yeah. Gareth, I was saying to you at... Um, when we're listening to the lyrics, I said it reference Houdini, but you were saying that's that's his name, yeah. yeah. So um, he references the Andrew sisters, Bing Crosby, yeah. Uh, oh, uh, you said you thought that you'd heard it recently. I'm just looking yeah. at this now. It was sampled by the Avalanches in a song called oh, Frankie Sinatra. I was saying I've heard this recently. Uh, it's there been. We go. Let's have a listen to the Avalanches. Um, okay, I knew I'd heard that. Ah, Frankie Sinatra. Frank Sinatra, Frankie, me boy, don't know. You have a perfect voice to sing Calypso. What did they say? Ah, Frankie Sinatra. Ah, Frank Sinatra. Frankie, me boy, don't know. You have a perfect voice to sing Calypso. What did they say? Ah, Frankie Sinatra. Ah, Frank Sinatra. Frankie, me boy, don't know. You have a perfect voice to sing Calypso. What did they say? Ah, Frankie Sinatra. Frankie, me boy, you don't know. You have a perfect voice to sing Calypso. What did they say? Frankie, me boy, you don't know. You have a perfect voice to sing Calypso. Office worker, he's office worker. Please, Mr. Officer, I only had some time.
okay. There you go. I, I, yeah, I thought I'd heard that one. Yeah, okay. That must have passed me by. Yeah. The reference to it. Anyway, but um, pretty cool song. And obviously Calypso was uh, having its time then as yeah, well. Yeah, so where, like, what, where's that coming out of? Uh, Caribbean. Um, yeah, right, okay. Yeah. Well, Trinidad was pretty big with uh, Calypso. Also, talking of Houdini, he's in that era. Is he before then or is he around then? 20s, I think, wasn't he? 20s, think, yeah. yeah, okay. So the war. Yeah. I've told you about my strange thing about my great uncle, haven't I? Ooh, you have, but I think we should hear it again for the listeners because <laughs> it's pretty it's bloody bananas. Bonkers. Tell us about it. So I can't remember how long ago it was now, probably like 15 years ago. Yeah, this is such a bizarre story. 15 years ago, someone gets in touch from yeah. from Holland saying that they think they're the reincarnated version, the reincarnated of my, my grandmother's brother. Who died in who World died, War Two? Who was shot down in um, Arnhem? Yeah, which is in, in the Holland, Netherlands. In Netherlands, he was a paratrooper. Yeah, and this guy came along and said he thought he, he he'd had this some um, like regression therapy, whatever it yeah. is, and he had this name Morgan, which is my great uncle's name. Yeah. And he did some research around this, and he, he'd, he'd he got, had the, he got on Google. <laughs> but he he said, um, you know, under hypnosis or whatever it was, he yeah. he could see this house on a hill, and he was riding a bike, and that's just kind of general things. But yeah, and then he got in touch with my family, and he wrote a book about this. So it, it's a best, it's you, it's a bestseller. No, in, in, it's in a bestseller. Holland. Yeah, it's doing really well in Holland. Have you read it? I haven't. No, is it, I is, is it, you haven't read it. Is no. it fictional or is it like it's sort of it's fictional yeah. about my um and he it, got in he got in contact with your grandma, didn't yeah, he? Yeah. So was there's her a, brother. There's a documentary being made about it and stuff as well. And so. he's a fucking charlatan. <laughs> like I hope you like uh, have you ever met him or anything or I haven't well, met what, him. What's the general thoughts of your family about him? Oh, we call him Uncle Baz. <laughs> God. Main thing my grandmother liked about it was that it was bringing my her brother's kind of well, yeah. memory back yes, in a way right. that yeah. was probably been. He died in 1945, oh, just God. before the end of the war, yeah. and my great grandmother went into a huge depression after it, and they yeah, didn't well, really talk about him yeah, after yeah. that for a long period of time. And he's yeah. just you know he died in the war, and that was it. Yeah, and this kind of brought all that all back. My grandmother's died now, but um. I think she was kind of happy that he was being talked about again in a weird way. Oh, Even if it is through the... Yeah. Know. That is a strange story. Yeah. Hey, Gareth, I've got some words for you from the... Um, oh, yeah. <laughs> if I said... If I said you're bumping gums, bushwash, what would that mean? I have no idea. You, what is this? You're talking about nothing useful. Bumping gums, bushwash. Bushwash. Yeah. Okay. Um, I'm not sure about this one. Apparently in the 30s, a glass of water was known as dog soup. You Ooh, heard that one? Okay, no. A saxophone was known as a gobble pipe. <laughs> <laughs> oh, it was very popular then, the gobble pipe. Yeah. A drummer was known as a skin tickler. <laughs> All right. I so should... give us a skin tickler and yeah. some, uh, right. some gobble pipe. This is a cool song. You're probably not going to know who this is. Uh, this is from, I think, 48. Seven or something like that. Mm. You know how Michael Jackson is very famous for the moonwalk, right? <laughs> yeah. But you know how he didn't invent the moonwalk? Someone else invented yeah. it. Okay. I reckon Chuck Berry was listening to this guy. Okay. And his um, very big influence on Chuck Berry. <laughs>
Yeah. His single, Rock A While. How much does that sound like Chuck Berry? And it's 10 years beforehand. If you said that was 58, I would have believed yeah. you. Do you know yeah. what I mean? That's um, yeah. incredible. Funnily enough, there was a gobble pipe in it. I, I forgot <laughs> that there was a saxophone in it. But, um, yeah, um, do you get my analogy about the moonwalk now? Chuck Berry must have seen that. Must yeah. have seen that and gone, I'm having a bit of that. Yeah. And in our previous 40s episode, we played a few... Songs that um, then led into rock and roll, didn't mm, we? The birth yeah. of rock and roll stuff. Yeah. But, yeah, I'm surprised it was that early. That's that's amazing. All right, so other stuff that was sort of going down. Yeah. Becoming a bit of the golden age of cinema kind of thing, all those big um, Gone with the Wind and, and yeah. for me, some of those classic universal pictures. Um, oh, such as? Dracula, Frankenstein, okay. Wolfman. Yeah. Uh, all that era of sort of original horror movies, they were big. Yeah. And... My f- absolute favourites yeah. of comedy. Yeah. Uh, Laurel and Hardy? Laurel and Hardy. Yeah, right. Hey, we could roll as Laurel and Hardy. <laughs> <laughs> Which one am I? Are you? I don't know. Yeah. <laughs> I am getting a little bit, um, a bit Stan Laurel at the moment, aren't I? Um, cheeky bastard. <laughs> you, you're not funny enough to be fucking stamped. So no, I meant like I'm English, you're American. That's what, that's what I was going for. Uh, um, yeah, let's have a bit of this. In the Blue Ridge of Virginia On the trail of the lonesome pine in the pale moonshine, our hearts entwine, where she carved her name, and I carved mine, or June, or June just like, like the, the mountains of blue, like the pine, I am lonesome for you. In the Blue Ridge Mountains of Virginia, on the trail of the lonesome pine. In the pale moonshine, our hearts entwine, where she carved her name and I carved mine. Oh, June, like the mountains, I'm blue like the pine. I am lonesome for you. In the Blue Ridge Mountains of Virginia, on the trail of the lonesome pine. So if you saw the visuals of that, then yeah. that's Stan Laurel doing the deep voice and the high oh, voice. Okay. He gets banged on the he head. He was from he Lancashire, it. wasn't he? Yeah, I've got his biography over there. And, um, and, we're, uh, and the other guy was American. Yeah, and um, it, there was that movie with John C. Riley and uh, who, who yeah, it was else? Good. Oh, oh, Steve, Steve Coogan. Coogan. Steve Coogan was Steve um, Coogan. Stan Laurel, and uh, it was sort of about how they were the biggest thing since sliced bread in the thirties, forties, and they were washed up. And they tried to do their sort of final yeah. run of it in the fifties. Yeah, but they they were massive and quite rightly so. I think they I wonder, were just how a- were they put together. He probably lobbed up to um, Hollywood, didn't Yeah, he? they were both independently yeah. working on silent films. Mm. Mm. And uh, Stan Laurel came from, like, a vaudeville background in yeah, the UK wow. and come, came over to do that. I think he was actually mates with, like, Charlie Chaplin and stuff. Oh, God. So he'd come over yeah. to Hollywood. And then I think they got matched up for a, yeah, the first film, put, them, put, them, put, put them one together. film, and then, oh, they, yeah. that worked well. Let's do a few more. Yeah, let's there's do 50 of, more. There's plenty of the actual silent um, Lauren Hardy's. God, they're around for that long. Yeah. Yeah. But their best stuff was their 30s. Yeah. Yeah. Amazing. There you go. I love it. What about the Marx Brothers? They were going strong then. Yeah. And you know, uh, that's your favourite. I do like the Marx Brothers. Um, like, it's still funny. Mm. There's great footage. Gareth um, Groucho uh, hosted like a game show in the 50s. Mm-hmm. You ever seen that? Mm-hmm. Jump on YouTube. It's like hysterical. Yeah, right. And it's like inappropriate from the 50s with him chatting to, like, housewives from Wisconsin and stuff yeah, like right. that. Amazing. Yeah. The biggest movie of the 30s. Wizard of Oz. The Wizard of Oz. Yeah. You're a friend of Dorothy, aren't you? Uh, what does that mean? You don't know what that means. <laughs> no. What does that mean? 
It's slang for homosexual. Oh, God. Okay. Did you not know that? I didn't know okay, that. Okay, I was being silly there. I thought you yeah. knew what that meant. No, but, it's that a known thing. Yeah, a friend of Dorothy. Oh, okay. Yeah. Yeah. And Judy Garland was something else. Mm. Let's actually play you this for a second, talking about friends of Dorothy. Yeah, it's sad, believe me, Missy, when you're born to be a sissy without the feminine five. But I could show my prowess, be a lion, not a mouse, if I only had the nerve. I'm afraid there's no denying, I'm just a dandelion, a fate I don't deserve. I'd be brave as a blizzard. I'd be gentle as a lizard. I'd be clever as a gizzard. If the wizard is a wizard who will serve, then I'm sure to get a brain, a heart, a home. The knife. The knife. That was uh, Liza Minnelli's mum, Judy Garland. <laughs> Judy Garland. And the lion and the tin yeah. man and the scarecrow. And Which at, one would you be? What well, do you well it's funny you say that, Gareth, because have you ever heard there's a bit of a theory that the characters from Seinfeld were the characters from The Wizard of Oz? Oh, right. So you've got Dorothy as Elaine. Yeah. You've got the tin man with no emotion is Jerry. Okay. The lion with no courage is George. Oh, and yeah. the straw man with no brain is Kramer. That makes complete that makes sense. sense, doesn't it? Amazing. Yeah. Here you go. So Judy Garland, we we talked about um, Billie Holiday before dying at forty four, being yeah. married three times. So Judy Garland was married five times. God, that's like uh, you know what it would have been back then. Like instead of just going out with someone, you just got married. Yeah, you were like, okay, we've been seeing each other for three yeah. weeks. Let's get married. Yeah, didn't work out. Six months later, oh, let's get a divorce. So or they didn't even do that. And a few of them were gay that she right. married. Oh, you know, who? Minnelli. Her dad was gay. Yeah, who's that? Vincent Minnelli. Oh, I've never heard of him. Obviously Italian. Yeah. yeah. And then um, who did Minnelli marry? Oh, um, Peter Allen. There you go. Hey, he was straight. <laughs> ten, ten, the Tenterfield so, Sadler. So it Gareth, was. Uh, uh, yeah, go on, go Friends on. of Dorothy. So <laughs> isn't that fascinating? That's kind of. So, it is. So, so, so Judy Garland so married hold, five hold, times. Hold on. Her, her dad was gay and then she married a gay dude. Okay, yeah. And and her mum was Dorothy from The Wizard of Oz. Wow. Who was yeah. married five times, died at the age of 47, mm-hmm. overdosed of barbiturates and booze and alcohol. And Okay. Bloody hell. So. Yeah. Yeah. And everyone says it was the first colour film, which it wasn't, by the way. There were like okay. a, there were many, like almost 200 films that had been made in colour right. early, early okay. on, but they were never really obviously cut through until that one. That was the first yeah. big one. And that's The Wizard of Oz. I might play some other yeah, few you, little also rounds now. And then the, you got your last song coming up, do you? Yeah. So there are quite a few filthy songs. Oh, I know there's a few bluesy, filthy there's songs. There's some bluesy, yeah, filthy go, songs. Yeah, go, do you remember we were in hysterics with that guy who sung Warm My Wiener? Warm My Wiener. Yeah. Uh, there are some, a few more like yeah, that. Yeah, give us so, a few. Yeah. Okay. Uh, this is um, Lucille Bogan. 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 Okay. Um, it's called Shave em Drive. <laughs> I got nipples on my titties, big as the end of my thumb. I got thumb between my legs, I'll make a dead man come. Oh, daddy. Baby, won't you shave em dry? No, no, no. Want you to grind me, baby. Grind me until I cry. Say, I fucked all night and all the night before, baby, and I feel just like I want to fuck some more. Oh, great God, Daddy, grind me, honey, and shave me dry. And we- she sounds quite terrifying. <laughs> um, Garrett, that's um, some wild yeah. stuff. Obviously, that's from the 30s. Yeah. Like, swearing and um, yeah. so I'm picturing, like, I'll play you a little bit more, so boss. Yeah. I'll fuck you, baby. Honey, I'll make you cry. Now your nuts hang down like a damn bell clapper, and your dick stands up like a steeple. Your goddamn asshole stands open like a church door, and the crab walks in like people. Ow! Shit! Ah, 
Drive me to the bell do ring. Wow. <laughs> yeah. Um, so, yeah, there was that filthy stuff going on. Can I play yeah. a bit? You got another one? Yeah. They're kind of entertaining. There's one pet I like to pet, and every evening we get set. I stroke it every chance I get. It's my girl's pussy. Seldom plays and never purrs. And I love the thoughts it stirs, but I don't mind because it's hers. My girl's pussy. Often it goes out at night, returns at break of dawn. No matter what the weather's like, it's always nice and warm. It's never dirty, always clean, in giving thrills, never mean. But it's the best I've ever seen. It's my, my girl's, girl's pussy. Uh, Gareth, you're channeling Mrs. Slocum there. <laughs> it's, um, I'm not going to comment on that one. Yeah, well, yeah, it is yeah. what it is. Um, yeah. To counteract that, uh, this yeah. is from the UK. Some folks put much reliance on politics and science. There's only one hero for me. It's praise we should be roaring, a man who's thought of pouring the first boiling water on duty. I like a nice cup of tea in the morning, for to start the day you see. And at half past eleven, well my idea of heaven is a nice cup of tea. I like a nice cup of tea with me dinner, and a nice cup of tea with me tea. And when it's time for bed, there's a lot to be said for a nice cup of tea. Was that a wartime song or not? <laughs> I think our oh, 30s, I think, but it's yeah. a nice cup of tea. Hey, you know, I'm I love a cup of tea. I'm a massive tea drinker. I love that. The like, like, nice cup of tea with me dinner. Nice cup of tea with me tea. With me, with, with me <laughs> tea. It's <laughs> so English. I'll, so, I'll just have me tea. So the Americans are doing that <laughs> filthy stuff, <laughs> and they're just having a nice cup of tea. God. I'll play one more little nugget. I think. I'll play you a little bit of this one. Prohibition is a failure most anyone can see For whiskey sold in every town in the good old USA Oh, the policeman will arrest you, he'll lock you up in jail He'll drink up all your liquor and turn you out on bail Whiskey's made of red steel lines sold in old tin cans Where the men they drink and gamble And the women quarrel and fight And the saloons they run wide open And a man's killed every night get the idea of that? So. I, I was hoping one of us would play a country song, Gareth, and that's one right there. Who's that? Uh, that was called Prohibition is a Failure by Low Stokes. Okay. Early country stuff there, yeah. so, yeah, Prohibition was a failure. What do you think, like, I don't, I don't want to get too deep, but, like, should they legalise all drugs? Prohibition was a failure. You can't, um, people are going to do it anyway, so why yeah. not, Why not? I, I, to quote Bob Marley, why not legalise it? <laughs> uh, I personally know. Um, I like no? the fact it's illegal. It makes it feel, because it's naughty, it feels better. <laughs> Good, fair, fair enough. <laughs> um all right, so yep. I think I should probably play my final tune. Yep. Okay. Now this is a long one. It kind of goes on a bit, but I'm gonna play it because I kind of like it. Yeah. It's, it's very well known. Yeah, number five. Song five.
that was cool, but we don't want to subject people to eight minutes of that. It's still going. Yeah. Uh, that Sing 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 by Benny Goodman. Okay. With uh, Gene Krupa playing drums and stuff on that. Who's Gene Krupa? Oh, it's just one of the biggest jazz yeah, drummers. Yeah, yeah. And that was. Uh, I was saying to you, I was waiting for the vocals to come in. They never there came are vocal in. versions because that's yeah. written by the, the music and yeah. the lyrics are written by Louis Prima, who we played oh, previously. Yeah, who, yeah I'm just yeah. a gigolo. So that would have been one of those records that was two sides of a 78. Yeah, You'd have got right. to a certain point and then you flip over the 78 for the rest of it. You got back from the depression and the war and you put that on and made everything okay. Well, this is 1936, oh, so that's God, quite early. Yeah. And, okay. uh, yeah. It's just wild. I thought it was amazing. Yeah, yeah, and he was yeah. one of the first to sort of have interracial kind of okay. jazz bands and stuff like yeah. that. So Benny Goodman, he was a son of Jewish immigrants kind of right. uh, heritage. Okay. Yeah. But that's my final one. Yeah, wow. End with a bit of jazz. bit of jazz. Bit of, Are we on to me for the final yeah. one? When you're playing those... Um, you know, those sort of rude blues songs, you know, I had to end on a blues song. Mm-hmm. And I'm um, picking the most obvious blues song of okay. all time. Yeah. And I guess I'm picking it because there's a myth about the artist. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Oh, that is, you, um, you know, that he um, did a deal with the devil. Mm. Apparently he couldn't play guitar. And he, <laughs> he went to the crossroads. Yeah, okay, yeah. And he signed a deal with the devil to be able to play and he wanted fame. Beer number six. Song six. I went to the crossroads, fell down on my Johnson and Crossroads. Not Lenny Kravitz. It was not Lenny Kravitz who also sold his soul to the devil to, <laughs> to be able to what, play Are You Going to Go My Way? <laughs> what, if you were selling your soul to the devil, what would you ask for? Um, what would your magic skill be? Uh, playing blues guitar? No. Um, uh, Corporate graphic design? No, no, no. Um, kick my laxative addiction. <laughs> That's what I'd go for. Hey, but Robert Johnson is an interesting one. He's part of the 27 Club. He died at 27. And the myth is that he was poisoned. Oh, right. But they think he actually died of syphilis because <sighs> he, um, part of the myth around him is that he- um, Got syphilis off the devil. No protection was used. <laughs> no, no, no. He um, he would play the juke joints yeah. of, and there was a, there's only one photo of him ever. Oh, right. And he came to prominence later. You know, the myth about him 
you know, signing the deal with the devil and all that sort of stuff. Eric Clapton covered him. And, of course, there was the movie with the karate kid, Ralph Macchio. Oh, right. Yeah, Crossroads. No, no, no. You've never seen that? No, no. Are you serious? No. Okay, so it's like it's 1985 and the devil is played by, I think it's Steve Vai. Oh, okay. And they come in and they have a, a dueling guitar off. Oh, no, You've no, never no, seen, seen that? that? No, no. I've seen Crossroads, the um, the soap, op- <laughs> soap opera in, in the UK. The British one about, like, life in British Manchester soap- or whatever. <laughs> yeah, Birmingham, yeah. Birmingham. Yeah, Birmingham Motel. It's not that no. Oh, Are you, okay. um, should we jump on YouTube and watch a bit of the guitar duel of Steve Vai and Ralph Macchio? And then we'll come back and, you know, we'll talk about it. I'll yeah. post a link for it in there. And in my mind, because I'd just seen the Karate Kid, I thought like the um, he'd been trained by the Karate Kid master to play the guitar. <laughs> <laughs> the chopsticks. Oh, how wow. good was that, Gareth? I can't, I'm shocked you haven't no, seen I've that. No, I've never seen that. Dueling banjos. Yeah, with, uh, and the funny thing is funny seeing Steve Vai's playing a Jackson <laughs> guitar. Oof. Yeah. Here you go. So that's uh, our 30s, 40s yeah. extra special. And I can't believe I introduced you to um, Crossroads the movie with the Karate yeah, Kid. Yeah, I'm going to watch that. And, uh, yeah, it was good to get out of our comfort zones a little bit. I think we should actually probably get back in our comfort zone yeah. For the next episode. Do a proper year? I think so. Yeah. Should we um should we do a random? Yep, let's do a random. All right, yep. ready? Yep. 1978. Have we not done 78? We've done 78? We've done 78. We'll have to check that, but I reckon let's give it a burl if we haven't done it. We'll see you next episode in 1978. See you then. All right. I've got time for one more round and a six-pack to go. One six-pack to go.